Hi, and welcome to the Joy Report with Rhonda in sunny Tampa, Florida. What a blessed day it is today. Psalms 121, verses 3 through 4. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. That's right. Our God does not sleep on the job. He's got a 24-7 job. He's watching over his word to perform. And he's taking care of the whole world. He made us all. He made us after himself. We take on the image of God. And so he loves us and he has a job for each of us to do. And he gave us his word, which is his love letter. And so when we're a doer of the word, you know, the Bible says that know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And so the Bible also says in James that when we don't do the word, that we deceive our own self. Well, I don't want to be in deception. I don't want to be full of deceit because I did not choose to do the word. So each of us has a choice every day that we're going to walk in love, that we're going to walk in the truth and in the knowledge of the Lord and the knowledge of the word that we have on the inside of us, because that's what we're accountable for. You know, I was talking today to my daughter and I was saying, what five scriptures, if you had five scriptures that you only knew that you would live off of what would those five scriptures be so I thought about it and what my five scriptures would be they would be on love because God is love so God if God is love and then he says that that faith comes by love (laughs) so everything that you know that the Bible talks about love is patient love is kind love is slow to anger love delights in truth so love is what operates the compassion of our Heavenly Father. And so when we're full of love, we're doing the Word. When we're full of love, we can move mountains. When we're full of love, we resemble our Father. And if you're looking at Jesus and you're looking at somebody full of love, they're going to radiate one another. They're going to be they're going to be a mirror reflection of the other person because they're full of love. There's just something. When you meet somebody that's full of love, you know know that they're genuine, that you know that they really love you and that they care about you. And that's the way our Heavenly Father is. And when He loves, He loves deep. And He wants you to know that He loves you. He knows every hair on your head. (laughs) And so there's this children's book that I would read to my daughter. It's The author is Max Lucado, and it's You Are So Special. Well, in this story, there's these little wooden weemicks, and they were lived in this village, and they would all go about their business every day, and little Punchinello had cracks in his wood, and he met a girl that was, she didn't have cracks in her wood, but there was something special about this girl that he met, because every time he would go to town, people would put dots on him, because he was wasn't perfect he didn't he had he had little cracks in his wood and here she was she had stars and then she had no stickers at all and so Punchinella wondered how could this be how could this be that she doesn't have any and so he went up to her to talk to her and he said look at me I am covered in dots people are always putting markings on me And he said, how is it that you don't have any? How is it that they fall off? And she says, well, I go to Eli, the woodmaker. You need to go to Eli. 
and 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 you can find out. So Punchinella decided to go to wood to the woodmaker Eli. So he made his journey there, and Eli said, "Come in, Punchinello. I've been waiting for you." Punchinello jumped up on the workbench and he began to talk to Eli. And Eli began to share with him why those dots and those markings were sticking on him. And he said, Punchinello, when you care more about what I think about you than what other people think about you, then the stickers won't stick and they will fall to the ground. Oh, Punchinello was so happy. He jumped off the woodmaker's table and said bye. And as, as he was going on his way, all of a sudden the dots just started to fall. Boom, 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 right on the floor as he walked out. Because now he knew that he cared more about what his heavenly father thought about him than what the people thought. So we need to be in that position that we fear God more than we fear people. That we can't fear if God be for you, who can be against you? you. And when you're sold out to the love of God, it's going to come and it's going to rule and reign. And then when you are your actions, you know, the Bible says that we know them by their love. And so we'll know one another by their love, their love for one another. You know, when you can judge somebody by their love, like are they, are they walking in love towards someone? Are they forgiving that person? Or are they trying to wreak havoc on that person? Are they taking from that person? Do they have pernicious ways? Are they dealing treacherously with that person? Or do they have the love of God flowing out of them, extended by the Heavenly Father? You know, love is the first thing that fills your heart when you invite the Lord Jesus Christ in. The other things start leaving you. The selfishness, those things of the world, the things of that have collected on the inside of you. All of a sudden you have love one for another that you want to you wanna do good, you want to be good. And, and, and those other things of lying and stealing and cheating and all of those things that you used to do, they just kind of fall off of you, just like Punchinella. They're, they're just like the dots and the markings just fall to the ground because now your heart is full of the love of God. And then the love affects it because it's your heart. All that sin nature leaves your heart because you're a child of God. Because now you have the love of God because you're full of God, you're full of Him because He first loved you. God so loved the world that He gave, He gave His only begotten Son. So a sign of being full of love is a giver, but also that their actions, you know, that you're loving one another, that you're not harming them, that you're not, you're not, you know, roasting them, you're not trying to take from them, you're not, you're not speaking evil of them, trying to ruin their reputation, Reputation, trying to do 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 wrong things to them, thinking of wrong things to do to them, because that's not coming from the Spirit of God. That's not an attribute. That's not a fruit of the Spirit. God wants us to be full, full to the overflowing of His love, of His peace, of His joy, of His patience, of His long-suffering. Those are the true fruits of the Spirit. And so those are a sign that you are a child of God, that you're full of love. You know, you show somebody that is not, that is treating somebody ill, that is not being, you know, doing what they know to do. That's sin. 
And those are the sins of the heart. And he wants to drive those out. So that's not once named amongst you. That those sins are far from you. From the east is from the west. That you don't display that behavior. That you're a new creature creature in Christ Jesus. That the old things have passed away. Those are old ways. Those are old things. But if you choose to move in those pernicious ways... Come on, pernicious. What a big word. I'm going to let you look it up. (laughs) Nowadays, everybody Googles it. (laughs) What does pernicious mean? So I'm just saying that it's the opposite of walking in love. It's the opposite of being a doer of the word. Because the word is just full of acts of kindness. It's full of blessings. It's full of right ways to interact with your fellow brethren. And because God... It's all because of our Heavenly Father. And when He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, you know, Jesus, He was full of love, and He was perfect. He was perfect when He walked this earth. There was no sin or guile found in Him. But He, too, had to learn obedience. And because He had that mission upon Him, His journey was to go to the cross, to carry the weight of your and I's sin, to carry all of that. He paid the ultimate price. Do you know everything that you have, a price had to be paid for that? I know I look at my life, all the countries that I've been to, all of the nations of the world that we preached and prayed and and we sacrificed to go. You know, we've done unthinkable things to go places and to do for the Lord Jesus Christ. We refinanced our house three times. Who does that to pay for our gospel trips? You know, a lot of times it would be benevolence. We'd go and we didn't have offerings and we would just sow into that nation, sow into those people. There would be times where we'd all be in that one room hotel. Most of my married life has been in a one room hotel, preaching the gospel, being sold out to the kingdom of heaven because I know, I know, (laughs) I know the rewards that await me. I know the crowns that are set before me and I am, I am on a course to know him even greater, to do and to love and to be all that he's called me to be. You know, I, you know, you have a compass in school and you have to chart out the course. And once you know the course, you set your face like Flint, but you have to surrender. You have to surrender surrender your life and you pick up his life you pick up his cross and you begin to be be his disciple and to go and you know you can't go back like a dog goes back to its vomit there's nothing to go back to so there's it's just you're forging forward continually and there's so much along the journey but he's working he's working you know in James 5:19 it says brethren if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him let him know that he which converts the sinner from the error of his ways shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sin in James 5, 14, it says, If any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall rise him up. And if he have committed sin, they shall be forgiven him. You know, the Bible also says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. 
You know what avails much? It's passionate. You're passionate. You're praying with passion. And you know, Jesus had a lot of passion when he was in the garden and he was praying because he knew what was set before him. He knew he had to go to the cross. He knew he had to go and he was going to be, he was going to have to pay the price and he was going to have to be beaten and bruised and tormented. And he knew that he had to position himself. And so he was passionately crying out to his heavenly father. And he knew that that was the cup that he had to carry. He knew that that was his, his, his mission in life. And he did it. And the Bible says that when he was submitted to his heavenly father that it was working out obedience do you know that when we're in the press when we're in the trials when we're in those situations that are way beyond us that those situations are are purging out the, the little leaven that leavens the whole lump it's taking out things that shouldn't be in there and it's purging us and that press is causing us to be more obedient to the word of the lord you know i was praying i was asking the lord what are you going to do about this lord and he said what do you mean what am i going to do about it and I said, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And he said, well, the word has already done it. And I said, the word? He said, yeah, because the word says that when you, when you choose not to do the word, that you deceive yourself. And when you deceive yourself, it's like a wheel within a wheel. The Bible talks about that. I always wondered what that was, but I got a little revelation. The wheel could be within the wheel is that you have created your own, your own world and you've taken scripture, but you haven't been a doer of the scripture. You haven't obeyed the scripture. You haven't been. So you deceive your own self. It comes back on you and you become in deception and in denial because the word will work. But when you don't do the word, it's not going to work for you. So that's why you're, you've been deceived. And so God doesn't want his children to be deceived. He wants us to know his word, to do his word, to work out our salvation day. So as you're listening, think and allow the Holy Spirit to, to pierce your heart. You know, the, the, the Spirit of God brings conviction. He doesn't bring condemnation. Condemnation comes from other people. It comes from the world. But God brings conviction because He wants us to make those adjustments on the inside. He doesn't want us to be deceived. He doesn't want us to be in deception. He doesn't want us to be in denial. He wants us in the truth of His Word because it's going to set all men free. So that's your portion today. I'm so glad that we had this time together. Just know that God loves you. I love you. And here on the Joy Report, you know, there are a lot of joy robbers. And so this is one in James that you deceive your own self by not doing the word. So pick some scriptures today and do the word of God. Do what it says so you can have the blessings. You can have the promises. You know, in Deuteronomy 28, it talks about all the blessings. And it also talks about all the curses because you have to be a doer to get those blessings. You know, if you want to lose weight, you have to cut back on your calories. You're going to have to exercise. You're going to have to drink water. You're going to have to do some things to get that weight loss. You're going to have to do some things.
things to put your body in submission to to get that weight lost and to get that reward of 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 having those with that weight coming off of you and it's just like the word you know to have the reward and the blessing because every promise has a condition when you meet the condition you get the promise so get be in God's promises today. Don't let let one of them stay on the table. Don't let one of them stay on the table. So I'm looking up Hebrews right now. A scripture has just been quickened to me. And it's just talking about that when God has already provided something, that it's yours and that you just take it and that don't allow for anything that he has already given for you not to partake of it because he wants it. It's there for you. It's there for the taking. So there isn't anything that he hasn't. Here it is. It's chapter four, Hebrews. Let us therefore fear less a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come up short. For to us was the gospel preached as well to them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into the rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spoke in a certain place of the seventh day on the wise, and God did rest on that seventh day from his works. Amen, amen, amen. So God wants us to live in his rest. He wants us to be blessed. He wants us to be blessed. He wrote this love letter for you and I. These, these are the instructions to life. Everything that you get, you get at the store, it has instructions. You get a game, you get an appliance, it has instructions. But this is our instruction manual. And when we live by the word, we're going to have the results of the word. We're going to have that peace. We're going to have that patience. We're going to have every promise is yes and amen. You know, faith doesn't say no. So the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door shall be open. Sometimes it's just you haven't asked the Lord for that which you're believing him for. And then trust in him. And then watering it, watering those seeds of prayer, those seeds that you are asking for a great harvest to come back to you. I'm believing for a miracle. I'm believing for things in my life. Are you believing for things, big things for God to do? for you and your life and in your home and in your family because God is no rewarder. He is a rewarder of persons, but he's no respecter of persons. So he rewards those that diligently seek him. So the Bible says, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. He's a God that wants to be sought after. He's a God that wants to be sought after and he wants us to seek him with our whole heart. So let that be your portion today, that you seek God with your whole heart because he surely will be found. So just know that God is love and perfect love casts out fear. So have a blessed day and until we meet again.